Boom. Hello and welcome to the Protector Nation podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to making the world a better place, making the world a safer place by making good people dangerous. In this podcast, we're going to study and understand what it takes to protect, to protect your family, to protect your loved ones, because we all know that you have a few basic needs, food, water, and shelter, but you also have the need to protect those things in a world and society where evil runs rampant and is sometimes left unchecked. Learning how to protect yourselves and your loved ones is becoming more and more important. And so we strive to raise the level of accountability to those who would do evil on this planet by making sure that the sheep, that the flock, is more well-versed in protecting themselves and their loved ones. If that sounds interesting to you, then sit back and enjoy the show. Out. Boom! Yo, what's up, you guys? Byron Rogers here with a special guest, Gina Vertucci, also known as Bell Star on Instagram. How you doing, Gina? Fantastic. How are you? Thanks so much for having me on your show today. Awesome. Awesome. I'm doing awesome, and I'm glad to have this episode. Um, definitely pushing to have more female shooters on the Protector Podcast and on Executive Protection Lifestyle, because if you ask me, I think females should be like kind of the, I think they should be more into guns than dudes, in my opinion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like, where your head's at. Yeah. Okay. There's no okay. reason why not, actually, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we'll get into it, but I think guns are the ultimate equalizers when it comes to combat, you know? Yeah. Um, so, heck yeah. I mean, I'm excited to have you on the show. I know you're doing some instruction. You know, you're an instructor. You teach new shooters. Uh, you take female shooters through the paces of understanding how to operate a firearm and just all the different like friction points and bottlenecks uh, psychologically and just all the things that happen you know, to new shooters. So that I thought was really interesting. And that's why I wanted to have you here for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you again for having me. Um, I know we've been trying to get together and do this for quite a while. So yes. I always tell everyone good things come to those that wait. Yeah. And here's, I, I, my schedule has been crazy. So thank you for waiting and like being so easy, you know, while we get through this process of yeah, just no problem. getting this thing, getting this thing dialed in, you know. Um, and then the other really cool thing we're going to talk to talk about today too, is just like Carrie. Uh, carry styles and positions and tactics for females because y'all dress a little bit differently than most of us and men and uh, I think that's a science in and of itself so I'm excited to get into that for sure. No skirts on the range for you right? Yeah no 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 I mean you know it's okay you you be into whatever you want to be in but for me no nah, man. I'm, how did you get into this whole world of shooting and then instructing and all this stuff where did it start for you? I think for me, it started with, um, as a child, my grandparents had a cabin up in the local mountains and they had a, a big property and somewhere along the way, grandpa cut down a tree for firewood. So he had this stump. This is my picture in my head. And he set up a tin can and put a little BB gun in our hand. And as soon as I started shooting, I got bit by the bug. And I, um, for me, it was always fun. It was a sport. It was um, I did it for the challenge and the excitement. And I think until the world went crazy, I never really saw it as a necessity, but I look at it differently now. Yeah. And then when did it become a necessity to you? Um, I think as I got older and I started having children and I felt the need to protect my family. My husband used to do a lot of travel um, for business. So I was home a lot alone with the kids. And I never owned my own firearm and I ha or had it in my own name until several years ago when I decided I wanted to get my CCW. So I kind of took it to the next level at that point. But I think that I had this big awakening when my husband was traveling. I had all three little girls at home alone. And, you know, it's always in the middle of the night when something goes down, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, I hear this big crash downstairs, our alarm goes off and I went into the safe and apparently he'd taken it with him, yeah. the, you know, the one, um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I was trying to think, what do I do? What do I do? I, I took, um, you know, that glass shower door 
I took my foot and I kicked the bottom of it and there's this long metal rod and I broke the metal rod off and that was like all I could think of to protect my kids. Okay. So I didn't want to be in that vulnerable position again. I did, you know, call 911 um, and the police came and searched the property, but I hated the way that felt. Yeah. I just decided I just don't want to feel vulnerable ever again. I want to be able to defend my home and my family and my children. Yeah, that's awesome that that was your reaction and that you kind of yeah. just get, gained an accurate perspective on that. Like, what could I do? Like, seriously, you know? Um, yeah. And uh, I think what a lot of, I know a lot of men struggle with is helping their, you know, daughters and wives really take seriously the reality of personal protection. So that's mm-hmm. like probably top five questions I get asked. Like, you know, how do I get my daughter? I'm trying to tell them, or even my wife, I'm trying to be like, hey, you need to pay attention. You need to do these things. But, mm-hmm. you know, how can I help them take it seriously to be like, to really start paying attention? Does it take, and this is something I, I talked about on another, uh, on the uh, Deviant Gentleman pod, podcast yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, do you think it takes a little bit of trauma to do that? Or is it something you can teach them in? Or mm-hmm. what would you say about that from the female's perspective? I think um, what I've realized is dealing with so many women, and I have a lot of male um, clientele as well, but I would say more women in general. And I think being the weaker sex, because we are, I think there's more of a fear-driven perspective. And Mm -hmm. I think that women do feel more vulnerable and even though by nature, I would say, it's what you say, by nature, you're a protector. Yeah. And I think men feel that more instinctually, but mm. with everything that's going on in the world today, I think more and more women are starting to feel like that or yeah. feel more vulnerable. And um, I even remember sitting in on my CCW class thinking, I was the only woman there that had not been assaulted by a man. That really? was really eye-opening to me. Yeah, there were four women in the class mm-hmm. and I was the only one that had not been assaulted by a man. So I think, unfortunately, it does take trauma sometimes um, for eyes to be open. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. It's really unfortunate. Um, yeah. No, it's frightening. I, yeah, it is. It is. That's kind of why I, with my social media, I'll mm-hmm. post these like aggressive real world action kind of videos. Mm-hmm. Cause it yeah. just gives you that little micro trauma, like a drip of like, golly. And then you're yeah. like looking at like this, this person just got robbed and kidnapped in a parking lot, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, but it helps right. your brain start to like really appreciate or start writing programming and accept the fact that like, yeah, this can happen on a sunny day in Orange County, Mexico's right. down the street. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, right. That fast, so two hours just like and that. gone. Yeah. Forever. So I do so, have three girls and I yeah. tell them that it is forever. That's something you can't undo. Yeah. They, my girls think I'm a little bit crazy, but that's what I say. You can't ever undo it. Yeah. So no, that's good. <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how I've, I've dealt with it. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, maybe some things we can do. So what's your mission right now with your brand and what you're doing out there in the world? My mission, I would say, would be not just to empower women, but empower people in general, because I think nationwide, worldwide right now, people are living in fear. And not that being a gun owner or being proficient with a firearm alleviates that fear. I don't think it does. But I think it helps. um, For me, it helps me leave my home knowing I have a better chance of coming home or surviving or having any kind of altercation that I could potentially protect myself from my family. I think it just gives a little bit of added security, having a firearm and and knowing that there is a fighting chance against somebody that would want to do harm. Yeah. Most, most bad guys are not inoculated to gunfire. Like you're dealing with, so you got more than, I think you got more than a fighting chance. If you're armed and you know what you're doing, like, you you you're you're not an easy target you know like you're, you're on a whole nother <laughs> level so no that's awesome i find very often that people that i have on the podcast are all about empowerment i mean that's what mm-hmm. i'm all about and i think yeah. that's what this whole thing is all about it's like yeah man like i do too. i want you to be able to do what you do mm-hmm. like i want i just want you to be able 
after more and more yeah. evil after listening to this and after yeah. having contact with my brand, you know. So here's mm-hmm. another fun one. Tactical. Mm-hmm. What's your tactical background? <clears throat> these are my opening questions. You didn't actually get to see these. <laughs> my tactical <laughs> background. Okay. Well, I um, I'm not military or law enforcement, but my husband was in law enforcement for 18 years. So I watched him go through the process. I worked with him um, learning all those 10 codes and all the codes we'd sit and do flashcards at night. Um, And I've been on ride alongs. Um, I enjoy that being around law enforcement. I think I missed my calling because I wished I had gone into CSI or a little twisted, but like blood Mm -hmm. spatter and uh, how do you say it? Analyst, analysis. Okay, like forensics and stuff. Forensics. I'm really fascinated in a way by, Mm. I guess, so far from where my mind is at, but that criminal mind just fascinates me. And I'm really drawn into it, even though I I understand it's nowhere that I'm glad I don't understand that darkness. Yeah, you're not tempted by it, but you're intrigued by it. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, you know what they say is like, I guess the criminal mind and the law enforcement mind aren't very far apart if their brains are scanned, but you have to, um, what, be one to know one or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it but. takes a wolf to catch a wolf. That's why I'm always like, ah, I'd rather be a wolf than a sheep. That's <laughs> yeah, another yeah. conversation. Um, yeah. So what I think is beautiful about this is, you know, okay, no law enforcement, no military, but you've gotten yourself to a proficient enough level to have and lead groups and instruct you know so like how long did it take you from the time you started shooting to where you're like i'm gonna start you know uh contributing that's one of the biggest questions especially my ladies ask me yeah because um I am a feminine lady and my background is in hair and makeup. Yes. Did, did we talk about that? That's awesome. No, I just think it's awesome <laughs> that you like own it. And you're not like, I'm going to try to do, you know, like I'm going to be an elephant and pretend like I'm a giraffe. It's like, just be an elephant. Like, it's cool. It's like, great. Like you do elephant stuff. Awesome. I love it. You know, you know, like, I don't know. Well, that's you know? Me. Yeah, so I am a feminine lady and, and um, my background is in hair and makeup and I always Heck enjoyed yeah the feminine side of being a girl. Like I'm truly a girly girl, but um, having a little bit of that background with firearms and and enjoying it. And I always loved to go shooting. Mm -hmm. And I think more than anything for me, when I'm asked that question is I have to really dig deep and go, what brought me to where I am now? Sometimes you don't plan things out, but they happen organically. And for me, it was about, I guess about maybe four or five years ago where I first told my husband, I'm, I want to get my CCW. That mattered to me um, after that incident, I guess, at our home. Good. So he kept kind of going, oh, you're, you're going to be the, the, you know, the one person that shoots himself in the foot or hurts yourself with your firearm. And I said, no, I promise I'm going to get training. So I met a gal, a young lady in a coffee shop about three or four years ago. And just naturally, who are you? What do you do? Comes up. And she said she was a firearms instructor. So it fell into my lap. I started taking classes with her. That was, (laughs) I needed you. I said that I need you. So um, we had a great time training together and Um, She worked with me for months and then I eventually did um, get my CCW and I have a huge community of these beautiful feminine ladies that I've surrounded myself with and several of my girlfriends said, help me, direct me and I want to do the same. So again, organically, everyone starts taking lessons, getting their CCWs and what do I do because I need one more thing on my plate because I have seven animals and three kids, only one husband. Um, And then I got (laughs) so busy, I decided to start a gun club for girls. And yeah, so I named it Bell Stars after the infamous gunslinger of the wild, wild west, Bell Star. She was a horse thief. She had, she's an interesting character if you want to look her up, Bell Star. Really? She had many men she had several kids and i believe she died by gunfire at 33 so interesting character all right she (laughs) left her mark on history okay 
Interesting. So anyways, interesting. I named my, my club before I really knew who she was, but yeah. it's okay. It's a cute name. That's nah, um, cool. I think it's started, cool. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I started the club and I had about uh, 20 to 23 women. And um, I was working. This is like a small platoon of women that you have. <laughs> this yeah, is like, I I mean, you can like, you can do things like, you know, <laughs> you can like, you can do quite a bit with 22 humans. <laughs> Yeah, strength in numbers. And we're all right. just, you know, so tough looking too. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, I have this big photo shoot coming up with all my beautiful ladies next Saturday. Okay. And we're, um, we've, I'm staging this scene. It's yeah. kind of been something I've always wanted to do, where I take all these gorgeous girls of mine, yeah. and um, we have sort of that military-inspired look, and we're going to go to the desert and do a, a cool little photo shoot, so it be fun. That sounds awesome. <clears throat> Where can people find this photo shoot when it's done? Is that just on your IG or do you have a website and all that stuff? Too? I do. Um, oh, working on my website. So I'm Good. so old school. You know how it's been difficult to get me even on Zoom because <laughs> I'm so old school. Um, and, you know, I still carry on my notepad with my pencil and paper when you want to book your appointment. Yeah. And, um, but I'll eventually put it on my Instagram and my website and social media. But on Instagram, I'm underscore bell, B-E-L-L-E, underscore stars, it's plural, Great. and it'll come we'll, up as Gina Gams. <laughs> huh? That's what's up. We'll throw that stuff up in the, uh, okay. all the stuff beneath so everyone can find all your stuff, get okay. your digital properties. Okay, okay. So yeah, one of the things that I think is awesome, mm. you know, like even for me starting out online and like posting content, I shoot with all these guys like Luke and like the other dudes, like they smoke yeah. check me. Like I'm just now. <laughs> After like like three years, like getting up to where I can like kind of if they're having a bad day, I might catch them. I might like catch a leg. And be like, yo, I got you on. I, and I still will. I can't talk crap about it. I just like will beat them and not say anything because I just gonna yeah. beat the brakes off me for the rest of the day, um, type of thing. So what I just, you know, especially the thing about empowerment, it's like, look, in order to lead, in order to, you know, obviously you need to be proficient to lead, but in order to get in this mm -hmm. game, you don't need to be perfect. You know, right. you just need to be doing the best you can and applying mm -hmm. yourself and getting better. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and now I'm worlds away from where I was when I started to competitively mm -hmm. shoot. But when I started to competitively shoot, I'd already been in fought in a war twice and done real stuff, you know, and like was like nowhere near the proficiency I am at now. So it's just mm -hmm. like this, this whole conversation people have in their head you know, of how good they are and the skill sets and all this stuff. It's so mm -hmm. relative and usually has so many safe problems, problems mm -hmm. we call in psychology, we say those are problems you come up with to keep yourself in your safe comfort zone. Has so yeah. many safe problems rather than quality problems that uh, I just try to help people just get a perspective to help. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. That makes uh, sense. Good. So yeah, I continue my training recently, as you know, yeah. I'm working on my skills. I would say, I'm very proficient, very accurate, but very slow. Yeah. I, I blame it on my age. <laughs> no, it's fine. As long as being safe is the main thing, you know, yeah. safe and proficient <clears throat> where it's at. Yeah. Um, what would you say, uh, if you were going to kind of talk about why you think more females, if there's a female that wasn't really thinking about getting a gun, if you're going to explain why you think a female should get a gun and learn to use one, uh, what mm -hmm. would you say? Um, well, I think it's important because even if our spouses do conceal or we have yeah. a gun in the home, if there's a firearm in the home, I think everyone in the home should know how to be proficient with it um, yeah. and how to just do those mag exchange drills. When I train, I talk a lot about real life scenario, even though I've never had to live it, I've yeah. learned it through the community and people that have taken me under their wing and, and trained me the right way. Um, put myself mentally in real life scenarios. And yeah. I thought about what that could potentially look like, what a, right. a real threat could look like, and what it might be like to have to defend or protect myself or my family or my home. And um, I think when I'm training, I try to do that with my students and talk about this is what a real life threat or a real life scenario could potentially look like. Is that something you think you could manage? There's a huge psychological component to 
being able to do that as well. At the range, of course, we're just putting holes in paper, but we have to get in our mind what that could look like in real life. So for me, I talk about a lot of times, um, single threat, multiple threat. Single threat comes at you on PCP or what are they on? Yeah. And they're, you're, multiple rounds are not stopping that threat. Uh, shoot to stop the threat. Assess, scan, is there more coming at you? What does that look like? Um, quick mag reloads, I work on that a lot with my, especially my ladies. I know a lot of my ladies will come to me with their little like six round revolver and they're like, here's my protection. And I said, you want that limited capacity? <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I don't. I, I want maximum capacity. I feel like the gun store, gun store owners see those ladies coming and like, we're about to offload all the wheel guns. <laughs> and they try to, hook yeah. them, they try to just get rid of those guns. Oh, here they come. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's dependable. It's simple. You know, it fits in your purse. Right. Yeah. That's it. And you know, and then of course, I mean, of course, limited malfunctions and, and so forth. Yeah. And there's a lot to be said for that, yeah. but are they training with it? Are they yeah. training? That's what matters also. So with anything, I would say from the get in your car and you drive your car, you can keep your eyes on the road and you know how to change your radio station, move your car seat. You can do everything you need in your car with keeping your eyes on the road. Are you that proficient with your firearm? How often do you practice and train? Should you own one? How about all the new gun owners right now? Are they training? I don't yeah. know. I'm training a few of them. Are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not many, right? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I, I actually stay out of the firearms training kind of arena. Really <laughs> Smart man. At this point, Smart. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I haven't really stepped into any kind of instructor role. I like yeah. kind of the more teacher role. Uh, uh, i yeah. I'm, I'm toying with it. Eventually, I think I'll end up getting pulled into that world. Um, but I try, uh, right? <laughs> what I think is. But I am teaching people through the Protector Symposium at a pretty good rate, and mm -hmm. and the EP school. So I, you know, it's it's interesting question. The um, what I think you said that was really good that people really need to I think soak up is this whole like thinking about these combat scenarios before they happen. It's so important. Mm -hmm. um, as a private security professional, I live in that world of what if this yeah. happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? And the cool thing is, every once in a while, it's reinforced. So because of what I'm doing and because I'm playing hide and seek with Murphy all the time, you know, and I see him pop up every once in a while and I'm like, gotcha, I had a plan for that one, had a plan for that one. We're going to have to ad lib and freestyle through this one, you know, and I have to like, well, for me, it's reasonable. But when you mm -hmm. talk to a civilian and they're like, well, why are you like thinking about what if this bad stuff happens? And I like to, yeah. you know, I like to just think happy thoughts like I'm Peter Panin uh -huh. over here or ostrich and just right. pretending like nothing can happen. <laughs> you right. know, uh, it's a whole different paradigm. So I, I say all that to say, we did this in Iraq. We got ambushed. I told my guys, hey, make sure you're thinking about what can happen so you don't freeze up when something happens something happens my guys my you know my boots my little my new marines come running back up to me afterwards you know corporal corporal i thought about it and i did exactly what i thought you know you know they were so proud of themselves and i was just like yeah. man this does work it works. um what you're what you're what you're saying is really really even for those who haven't had to use it it's crucial mm -hmm. it's a skill i tell my students we train for something we hope we never have to use and, you know, we're not going to go out there and, you know, be some hero or some vigilante where, you know, take someone down. We train for something we hope we never have to use. Yeah. And I do try to make training fun, too. It's not all serious, but, you know, we have some fun at the range as well. But real yeah. life scenarios, I think, are really um, what sticks out to me most when I'm at the range. And sometimes I'll even, like, maybe come up with something in my mind that I could picture happening and I'll talk to them before we start a drill and really kind of get them pumped up. And sometimes yeah. it'll be like, hey, shoot, shoot like your life depends on it. Heck Show me yeah. what you have. Yeah. yeah. And that's what's up. That. And just, yeah. yeah, no, that's good. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a fun one. And, uh, and it's funny in my like combat centric mind, I'm constantly like, you know, they're like, all right, you know, your next course of fire, we're just at like a, we're at like the shooting competition in my head. I'm like, 
I'm in a fire five. Like, I'm like, yes. You know, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, it's my moment. There's 18 dudes versus me. You know, I'm going to die today, but I'm going to take as many. I'm like, anyway, you know, we're, you know. We That's how you pump yourself up. That's your fight stuff. song. Yeah, I'm going to Valhalla right now. You know, anyways. Uh, oh, I love say do's and don'ts uh, for trying to get your woman into shooting. Like, oh, do you have boy. any horror this stories? Good one. <laughs> yes, do I ever? Um, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so many women come to me and like, oh my goodness, my husband has this gun and he wants me to shoot it, but I'm scared. I've been to the range with my husband and he started yelling at me. All right, <laughs> men. <laughs> men, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen up, men. This is. All right. Oh man, that's awesome. Really <laughs> I, can, I can see the whole thing in my head. I can see it's the awful. man's frustration. I can see her being like, <laughs> and I get, oh my gosh. Anyway, it's like, sorry. we know that here, we know that God really created man and woman when we yeah. get to the range because yeah. women are sitting in the corner. Everybody that first time on their range, men and women, have that yeah. physiological response yeah. they they get on the range and it's like every shot it's a jump it's a okay especially I can indoors, honestly indoor tell you, for sure oh yeah whole different ball game probably one out of ten women will cry mm. the first time they either shoot or step onto a range and okay. <clears throat> for me because i've been around it my whole life i don't yeah. have that i never right. have that however i'm sensitive to it being a girly girl, I consider that. Right. All right, I've wiped a few tears and I've given some hugs at the range. That's but good. you know what? I think it's really built a lot of trust with my students. Mm -hmm. um, but going back to your question, men, here's what to do and what not to do if you want to get your lady shooting. Yes. Definitely don't hand her your 1911, 45 <laughs> ACP. We're going to start small. Um, look, look at, at how big size. my gun is. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, look at that. Like, they're like, look at my big gun, you know. <laughs> Pull out my 357 revolver and right. send them on their way. But nightmares. really, nightmares. Look at their hands. I have big hands for a lady. I look at my ladies. A lot of ladies have little hands. I might start in with that 22 or that 380 or something. Build confidence slowly. Um, we're not in the wild, wild west, although we might be. But... <laughs> We want to build. In November, we will be. Yeah, maybe the fourth, maybe the third, maybe the fourth. Right. I'm glad I'm on your team, Byron. <laughs> Anyways, um, I look at my ladies and their height and their stature, and I kind of sense their, their, um, maybe their vibe. Okay, are they feeling secure? Are they feeling insecure? Are they ready to take this on? And many men will send their ladies to me because they know that they can't work with them at the range. You, Men, do not yell at them. Do not raise your voice. Yeah. Just make sure their finger's off the trigger. That's it. Yes. Muzzle down range. But other than that, really like let them take it slow. Um, put the right caliber in their hands and be really patient. And I think that's, that's what's actually built trust with my students and me is that I don't push. <clears throat> now, with that said, when I know someone's been shooting that little 22 for like three or four lessons, I'm like, we're done with that. I leave it at home that day. They can't okay, they can rent one from the range, but no, they can't. So yeah. I know when it's time to start pushing a little bit, but it's done softly as a lady. Yeah. Um, but men, just take it easy because you're yeah. going to turn them off instead yeah. of draw them in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you yeah. agree? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I could totally see that happening. Because like, as a man, you get on the range and it's like, your time to be a man. It's like, I can finally, I can't really break anything. I gotta make sure I'm safe, but I don't gotta be careful anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, make like, some noise and blow yeah, things up. I can like just, just be, it's like your man time. You know, that's why I, that's why I get to do it every, I like to do it on Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Keeps me sane. It's like, if I get my gym yeah. and my gunfire in during the week, I'm killing the game. I'm rich, you yeah. know? Um, so, I could totally see the frustration there. I mean, my for, my mm -hmm. horror story is one of my uh, girlfriends growing up, I 
took her to the range and I got my first handgun and I thought it was so cool. And I, it was like a, it was like a HK 45 USP and she mm-hmm. shot the first shot and she was like, Oh, <gasps> and like, was like startled. And she was like shaking and her finger was still on the trigger. And yeah. I'm like doing the whole like, yeah, girl, let me show you how to shoot the gun real quick. You know, got my hands all around her and boom. And then she's like, <gasps> and turns around like really quickly into me and the gun and the guns like to the bottom of my head and she's shaking uh, her fingers on the trigger and I'm like you know uh, and I'm like yeah and then I'm shaking right now and then I like put the gun down and I'm like yeah okay you know rule number one finger straighten off the trigger until you're ready to fire and then mm-hmm. of course like kind of gave me the normal civilian response of like well I wasn't gonna pull the trigger and I was like this relationship's yeah. not gonna last very much <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um and just saved your life so yeah you know so the gentle approach you know seed maybe send them away with someone who can get them to a certain level of proficiency like yourself mm-hmm. uh as like a like a like a velvet glove on your iron fist right like as a cat's paw you know what I'm <laughs> okay i have a friend of mine that has really been great in helping me and taking me under his wing but yeah. he makes fun of me a little bit because he says I wipe a lot of butts. So that's me at the range. <laughs> I wipe a lot yeah. of butts. But you yeah. know what? It's built trust. Yes. And rapport. <clears throat> it has. It has. Um, another safety um, another safety concern I've often had at the range. You just brought this to my attention when you were saying mm-hmm. finger on the trigger. Um, yeah. Hot shell casings down the shirt. Hot shell yeah. casings down the shirt. Ladies. That's a big one for y'all. This is as low as this shirt should ever be at the range, ever. We, this needs to be fabric to skin, no gap, because that's the most uncomfortable, awful thing you can imagine have happen. And I it literally say you. to ladies, it will burn you. I've been branded, and mm-hmm. once it's in, let it burn. It, mm-hmm. It's not going to burn any more or any less if you fish for it with your finger on the trigger and your gun in your hand. Yeah. So I met a lady on the range who became a student two lanes down i sensed this chaos i jumped over as her gun was going up under her chin while she was fishing for that hot shell casing mm. scariest thing i've ever seen on the range so mm-hmm. yeah yeah high, um, high shirts close toed shoes yes yeah i mean I, I i got burned up the other day just because the where i was shooting you know I've, yeah it will burn you you will have a scar yeah. and your skin won't look the same in that spot anymore That's it's real ever thing. If you go to the range and you want to be a social media influencer or an Instagram model, don't shoot the gun. Yeah. <laughs> Just be cute and take that picture and go home. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, yeah, only serious need apply. Yeah. What would you say? Do you have any um, advice to, you know, the female shooters that are thinking about getting a firearm? What type of firearm? How, firearm selection. Okay. Um, my first question is why? Do, why do you want a firearm? What well, is this for? Yeah. Is this for your CCW? Are you going to consider carrying? Is this for home defense? Um, is this for you know your cabin up in the mountains? So if if the student talks about well, I do want to get my concealed carry. First of all, I'll take a look at their body. Um, we've talked about concealment locations. Yeah. So take a look at their body and. <clears throat> Where would the best concealment location be maybe on that person based on their stature, their height, their size as a lady, their curves, because we can find hiding places. Curves, Um, women have curves? No, (laughs) (laughs) no, absolutely not. (laughs) But we do have some advantages and some hiding places that men don't. And actually um, being a lady, I think it's been easy for me to find the right places to conceal. I do typically carry conceal my um, P238, which is a little six hour 380. Um, it does have a manual safety, which for me, if I'm carrying on my body, that's the only way I'll carry conceal on my body. Unless I'm carrying in a fanny pack, I will carry just like a Glock or Springfield striker fire, no manual safety. Um, I do like the Springfield advantage with that extra grip safety because I know I have to have that really engaged and I, will it'll reduce the accidental discharges hopefully none ever (laughs) but um if i'm putting that up against my body um i've found that ladies especially do really well with a belly band maybe not at the appendix um i've cross carried with an internal holster or do my belly band really high 
when I wear my belly down really high, that grip is kind of filling that little space that would normally be loose under your shirt. And um, with that belly band, you have extra room for backup mags, um, your knife, little flashlight, anything you can tuck in there. There's some great belly bands out there. Um, I've got a couple different ones. And they fit nice and snug and actually give you that little added curve. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Um, so I would say, though, if you are considering concealing, like I was saying, something with a manual safety for sure. Um, look at what is going to fit nicely in your hand and would be a, a narrower gun that you wouldn't maybe have any printing with. So that's my, nice. that's my two cents on concealment. Two cents on concealment and firearm selection. Do you find females shoot smaller guns like in nine or in these smaller calibers better? <clears throat> is it better to have a bigger gun like, a, you know, like even a Glock 19 or a yeah. 17 to handle all that? all that uh you know the explosion in their hand yeah um okay great question because i always think like oh we'll get her like a decent sized gun so it'll help manage the round but then right. it's like but when it comes to concealment she's gonna need a thinner weapon probably because she doesn't have like you know maybe depending okay. but maybe less well, places to hide it i don't know what would you say to that i have the perfect answer for this one do you have one pair of shoes ah, and many pairs of shoes? I love that answer. I'm down with that answer. Right now I'm struggling inside because one of my buddies had me shoot a staccato this morning, uh, uh -oh. SCI this morning, and uh -huh. I just got my whole family of CZP10s all dialed uh -oh. in, and I'm just so upset. I should have never shot mm -hmm. that. I should have never yeah, shot that. Yeah, that's a gun. problem. That's a huge problem. I know. I had that same problem. I fixed it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll probably do the same. Um, you'll, you'll probably but I love these. Same. I'm still going to keep my, my P10s. But anyways. <laughs> well, so to answer that question, actually, um, I, I think if you're going to carry conceal, of course, having something small, compact, manual safety, short barrel, that little barrel is like an inch and a half, I think, on the P238. Um, but that wouldn't be the best home defense. I'm sure you would agree. Or even... It's not even fun for me to shoot that at the range. If I'm shooting at the range, I want a full-size pistol. I want something that's going to manage that recoil, and I want something to give me more of a trajectory um, versus that inch and a half barrel. Yeah. I personally am a 1911 girl. I love a 45 really? ACP. Yeah. yeah, that's that would be my firearm huh? choice. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. <laughs> I like okay. my 20. I like my 2011, but I love yeah. my 1911s. I love a big caliber, but I love the weight. <laughs> of that 1911 it's heavy it manages the recoil i like a full five inch barrel i that's my firearm of choice i had to pick um, and what i have found even with some of my ladies that have backed down and been intimidated by it mm -hmm. just because of the size and the weight when i finally had them pull the trigger they were surprised at how well that firearm managed the recoil for them and i think they could probably handle it better than they expect do you carry that 1911? I have. It's really awful to carry. I've right. carried it in a bag, which, you know, we don't recommend carrying in a bag because it can be taken, used yeah. against us, against others. But um, mm -hmm. it's not advisable to carry in a bag. But uh, being a lady, sometimes um, when we don't have the right attire, it's our second best option. It's better than not being armed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a whole conversation because I'm some like <clears throat> even with mine. Sometimes I'm like, on body's the way to go, and it's like, well, then there's the wardrobe issue, and it's like, you know, this yeah. is like a conversation I hear all the time. It's like, but yeah. the disparity of force. I don't need to have weapons out around, you know, like yeah. not pinned to you, you know. So I, I completely yeah. understand that. Um, yeah. So basically, the answer is different guns for different occasions. You know, you got right. your, your at-home gun, you know, when you can go full, you know, full-size, aggressive, mm -hmm. everything, mm -hmm. night vision, everything weird you want, right. you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> and then- Put everything on every right? rail, it's like- Yeah. yeah. You know, and, you, and then you've got your keep it classy, we're in public, people are watching, mm -hmm. you know, I might yeah. have to just pull out the noisy cricket and get to work type yeah. of scenario. 
Yeah. Are you going to the gym and you've got your, I don't know, what do we wear? I've got my Under Armors on. We're going to the gym and we're wearing our Under Armors or we're going to a nice dinner and we've got our our heels or wedges. Depends. It's all situational, right? Yeah, have to like relate it to shoes. It'll make sense to all these ladies. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's essentially like the same conversation we're having. If you were going to say there was one gun to rule them all, though, if you had Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. weapon you were going to carry and go to the range with, like for me, it's my CZP-10. It was a CZP-10 hybrid, but this is like my do everything, you know? Okay. And it's kind of that Glock 19 size. Mm -hmm. They call it a compact, but it's enough gun for me to fight with, and I can still hide it on my person. uh, Mm Mm-hmm. And with that, manual safety or decocker? Nah, we're, this is like this is a CCP ten, so it's like a Glock striker uh-huh. fire. There's like a remote uh-huh. control. You push a button, uh-huh. and it, it shoots, bang. and that's it. <laughs> and I carry an appendix because I like to live my life in a fast lane. Don't oh, yeah. be, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just here to tell you, you still never get used to carrying. I, I'm still not used to it. I still am like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. You like it just, you just got to respect the tools and you got to, you know, trust uh-huh. your gear, you know. So, yeah. yeah. And I do always keep it condition one. So that's good. That's oh, we game. talked about that too. Keep uh, clean guns, a happy gun. Yes. We want to keep our guns clean because it's a life saving tool. Um, for me, when I do holster at my waistband internal, yeah. I will holster first, then drop my holster and my yeah. gun and my holster in together yes. because just like you, I, Mm, want to keep everything where it's supposed to be um it's scary the first time you put that firearm up against your body for sure um wow the one one gun to rule one gun to rule them all (laughs) okay you know what i just i just got my right out of the box glock 19 and i'm loving it it's the perfect gun exactly it is is. i have a 17 but where am i going to carry that right Right. Um, let me mm-hmm. carry it. It's too yeah. So um, my hand's a little big for the 19, but I'm, uh-huh. it's, it's working. It's working well. Yeah. I'm liking it right out of the box. Mm-hmm. My first three shots out of the box were still target. Bing, bing, bing. So nice. I'm not complaining about it. Yeah. I haven't done anything to it. Perfect relationships it. off to a good, yeah. good. Little good OD start. green, black combo. It's beautiful. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's saucy. See what That's I'm saucy. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> good to go. Uh, <laughs> Do you carry or with one round in chamber or no? What do you think about that? I do. I always carry one round in the chamber. So I have my, on my little P238, I've got my plus one and my backup mag or two. Always chamber your round. Yes. You don't have a, a timeout button when things happen. No. And I um, do check the condition of the gun before I leave the house. Because sometimes I'm, I've emptied that mag. I've let a student use it or who knows. I've saved it for a couple of days when I know I'm going to be home. Always like um, inspect your gun, that, you know, do that little press check, make sure that that slide is in battery, drop it in, safety on, drop it in. Yeah. So definitely check the condition before you leave. Yeah, there's habits around gun ownership, you know, draw a couple of times with the clothes you have on before leaving, make sure you're good, make sure you clear it, mm-hmm. and then load it, throw it on for the day. That's what I do. I try to draw mm-hmm. at least three times before I break the door way mm. so i know the condition of it and mm-hmm. i already have my brain in gear like all right sweet this is the program we're running if we have to draw this weapon in these clothes right um yeah. and it's not as cool yeah. is anything catching yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh and then you know tactical advantages to being a female i saw uh i think it was in brazil dude was coming across the street to kill someone or attack someone mm-hmm. with a weapon female yeah is standing there with her purse she pulls a weapon out dumps this guy in the middle of the intersection epic video one of my favorite videos i've ever seen because she's so confident and proficient kicks his weapon away you know prones him out and i'm Uh just like yeah they can do it too man i think i've seen that she's holding him still right well help coming yeah that's okay yeah definitely an advantage um would I look like somebody that you would, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover, but would I typically look like somebody that would carry conceal, especially like I go to church in my dress and my heels and would you know? No. So would I be plucked out of the crowd as like, Oh, we got to take her firearm off her or take 
take her down first because she could be a threat to us as the bad guys. So no, I think there is an advantage um, to being able to be a feminine woman and not be targeted. Yeah, 100%. I don't look like a threat. That's it right there. There, you, you might have a little more time. Granted, this is theory, but you might find yourself in a situation if it's an active human threat situation in a group of people where you're not seen as the first threat. You're not mm-hmm. the target necessarily. You might get hunted because you're a female and have to act quick in a parking lot or a parking garage. But, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> you, there's another bunch of hints on the way there. Am I, am I going somewhere where I'm alone? Like, is this person... Mm-hmm gaining tactical position on me like then you can really start to build an understanding mm-hmm. of this is moving towards a dangerous situation or you could get mm-hmm. jumped you get ambushed but in mm-hmm. in the tactical videos i've posted with females defending themselves many times the aggressor doesn't even doesn't even realize uh that uh, doesn't even realize that the female is a combatant and then you know they gives them the upper hand yeah. Um, that's something I definitely want to point out. Yeah. What would you say is the hardest lesson you've learned in the firearms and your firearms experience or training uh, with, with females? I think for me, the hardest lesson has been maybe trying to push someone too hard too fast. I think it's okay. um, maybe putting a caliber in their hand that they weren't ready for. Um, there's that instant where they'll take that shot and they want to let their hands go. It's dangerous. Yeah. Maybe even just putting too many rounds in, maybe give them one or two rounds to start out with. Um, oh, what was it? I know there was something on the tip of my tongue in regards to um, my biggest lesson out there. Yeah. Oh, goodness. I had the best thing in it my will, head and it, it left. But um, It'll come back to you the second you're circle realizes. back around to that. Yeah, but you're exactly. saying just like when you when the person instantly has a negative experience, and then you're faced with the reality of trying to overwrite, write new programming, write a new experience mm-hmm. over their bad experience. Right. And it's just like, like, is this erasable or do, like, can you get them past what they their negative yeah. reaction was? Yeah, I want it to be um, a, a good positive experience from the yeah. beginning, from the get go. Um, and because women are just generally more emotional than men is sensing their mood, sensing their personality and who they are. And if I push them, is this going to cause a problem? Like I said, probably one out of 10 winds up crying, probably nine out of 10 come in sweaty palms shaking. And that's natural men and women, of course, because what might feel natural as an extension of our hand to us doesn't feel natural as an extension of their hand to them. It feels very unnatural. Women are more fearful and don't even want to get that firearm near their body. So mm-hmm. even, you know, prior to presenting, I'll say, pull it in, pull it in a little closer. Let that just get comfortable with yeah, that firearm grounded. in your hand. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Just kind of get, get the feels out, get the nerves out before we mm-hmm. do the deed mm-hmm. of like actually going bang in yeah. your hand, which everyone's like, ah, that anticipatory yeah. flinch and everything's already building. For sure. I talk a lot with new shooters before I even have them pull the trigger, probably minimum of 30, 20 to 30 minutes. Clearly I don't have a hard time talking, but um, you know, just even getting to know the person a little bit helps build, helps them to feel settled. So I think my biggest mistake really is when I push someone too hard, too fast, let's just get out there and bang versus let me get to know you a minute. Is there anything about this that um, you feel fearful of? any real life experiences that you've had that make you feel more fearful or just sensing their own, um, I guess, internal, are they peaceful or are they, is there anxiety through the roof? Being sensitive to that, being sensitive, even maybe if I lack sensitivity, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. We don't know what's going on in their head. They don't feel fine. That's funny because I mean, for us dudes, it's like I've noticed this difference when anytime I've been doing anything around teaching or leading females, we're men are um, so much, women are conquestual as well as us. They like to, you know, like conquer in their own ways, I feel. Yeah. But we're like, here's the challenge. 
you know, push harder. You're not like, like we react to like, you're not strong enough, much more likely for a man to be like, I'm going to show you, I'm going to prove it. I'm going to power through, like, I want my right. honor my respect. But when yeah. you are, and, and when you're in that frame of mind and you're on the range with a being that's like kind of the opposite and they're more like encouragement based and yeah. like, you kind of should be more like, no, that was good. You're doing, you know, you should be much more like soft and encouragement based rather than <laughs> like me. grab like the that. gun harder, <laughs> shoot it faster, right. aim less, you know, I mean, aim more, miss less, you know, like you, it, and, and dudes like thrive off that. Okay, yo, got it, yeah. start, you know, good to go, yeah. roger that. Like, and then they, you know, it's uh it's funny you just have to get your brain into it so different even when i'm telling the ladies and i'm just like aggressively yeah. slam that mag in aggressively run that slide they're like oh, and i've got ladies like plink i'm like yeah. you're gonna get bit by that slide no yeah like be aggressive <laughs> no rack that sucker anyways yeah. no it is it's funny and i think having spent as much time as i do on the range i kind of maybe handle it i as girly as i am i kind mm -hmm. of like like that i'm very competitive to be honest with you yes I told you I'm not fast. I'm not, but I better darn well yeah. get that hit before yeah. you do. That's okay. how I feel like let's push distance. Let me take a moment, but I'm going to get that hit and I want to <laughs> beat you. Good. That's the way it should be. I mean, it's a great engine to have. That's a great gear to have in the engine. What would you say is your proudest moment uh, in the field doing this type of work? Ah, uh, my proudest moment. I have had such a blessing um, I'm so honored to work with six people that are Route 91 survivors. I have one man and five ladies that have survived Route 91, which was that mass shooting in Vegas two years ago. Wow. Okay. It was at the concert. And um, I remember the first time one of the ladies pulled me aside and said, I, you know, I'm, I want to learn to shoot. But here's where I come from. She had lost I, her aunt, and I want to say either her cousin or one of her closest friends at Route 91. So she's witnessed things that most people in a lifetime will never witness or experience. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have a, a couple that mm. has told me, she says, my husband is my hero. When those shots mm. started firing, they went to the ground and he laid on top of her to protect her. <laughs> And that like that got me. Yeah. Um, so um, the other ladies as well have told me some stories that have just shook me to the core because um, again, that's something that most of us in real life will never ever experience is that active gunfire. And I know you're military and we've got some law enforcement that probably has experienced that. Me, hairdresser, makeup artist, wife and mom. Yeah probably hopefully in my life other than being on a range i'll never experience active gunfighter or active threat situation right. um but my proudest moment i would say is um just this last month i had my very first of my route 91 survivors get her ccw wow. and i have several on their way and i've seen more improvement with those people i've got every one of them drawing from holster now. And um, I think they know what real life is about and they've taken it so seriously, but we've had so much fun doing it. And um, it's just been such a real honor to me to be able to work with these people. Awesome. So, yeah, it's, it's an incredible privilege because they've trusted me. Um, I can't imagine what they've experienced the first time they step on the range with me, hearing that gunfire. And sometimes there, there's an AR next to us yeah. and they have to overcome that, yeah. knowing what they've been through. So I, I try to be sensitive to that, but mm. um, incredible experience for me. And then now seeing them moving forward with um, their CCWs and being, becoming gun owners and, and building confidence and proficiency. It's been awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the stuff. It's like so priceless when you are empowering people, and you yeah. see them start to get their feet underneath them and overcome things and break barriers and evolve yeah. and transcend. It's like, good lord, this is really. Yeah. There's no you can't put a price on this stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It is. it's, it's really like cool. What it's all for. Yeah. Fantastic. Do you have any um, sayings, favorite quote, mantra, saying something you see on the range, mm. something you see in life? Oh boy. 
well, always late, but worth the wait. Hopefully, hopefully okay. it's been worth the wait to have this podcast to share um, our experiences. Um, sorry, because I even showed up late to this meeting, but no. some technical difficulties. Thanks it's for fine. being patient. Um, wow. I guess the one thing I have said several times, we train for something we hope we never have to use. That's what I use at the range a lot. Yeah. Big. But you want to be the best that you can be so that you're prepared and proficient and ready to go. Yes, I love that. We train for something we hope we never have to use. I still type like uh, like a like an infantryman. It's fine. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty good. I'm, my wife was literally making fun of me the other day because I'm like, I'm typing. I think I'm so fast. I'm like, I'm typing so fast. And she's like looking at me. She's like, you're adorable watching you type. And I'm like, I thought I was killing it just now. So, you know. We, my we, husband yeah. wrote an entire book with his middle fingers. Awesome. He wrote a book and he wrote with his middle fingers, his whole book on the really? keypad like that. I don't get it, but he did it. <laughs> That's so it up. is cute. We like to make fun of you guys, but yeah. When you can, you know, get it in when you can get it in. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, anytime um, possible. <laughs> you're right. A habit you'd like people to consider that makes them better protectors or just better in life. Any suggestions? A habit? Yes. Is that what you asked? A habit. Really? Habit, life habit, mm, something to okay. implement. That didn't take me long. I think the best thing is, is to always talk positively about ourselves. Okay. Build yourself up. And I totally am a firm believer in you believe what you hear yourself say about yourself. And I think if people can build their own confidence, yeah. um, I, I'm, I'm smart. I think quick. I have good style. I have mm. what it, build yourself up. I'm a good shooter. Yeah. I'm confident. I'm a good driver. I think we totally believe what we hear ourselves say in our head about ourselves. So I would say just build your own confidence up. And I, I think um, we've all heard the, the best shooters are the smart shooters. Well, I also True. think the best shooters are the most confident shooters, but not just in their proficiency, but really in who they are as a person. Would you That's agree? Awesome. Yes, it's, it's one of my favorite tenets. It's the quality of your life will largely be dictated by the quality of the conversations you're having with yourself. It just <laughs> because that's you're so true. that's the loop. That's Tony Robbins. Okay. I can't take that one, okay. but that's that's the loop, right. man. That's Thanks, the Tony. confirmation bias, man. Yeah. We don't see the world as it is, we see the world as we are. Yeah. You know, so that's that perspective dictates performance. The perspective comes from what we're feeding ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I love that. That's such a good one. It's very true. Um good. Thank you. yes, it has been amazing <laughs> being able to finally do this episode with you. Thanks yeah. for flowing with me and my schedule all over the place and um it's awesome no problem wait. at all yeah it's an honor to get this out and hopefully it'll encourage give some guys some ideas <laughs> so not a Gentlemen, you know get yeah on your ladies <laughs> right and and vice versa maybe inspire some ladies to come out and become shooters you know and i think it's awesome the work you're doing and uh, it's so on time and so needed. Yeah. And uh, so I'm glad that you're out there doing what you do, girl. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Again, yeah. thank you. It's been an honor to be able to be a part of your program and um, here if we ever want to roll this again. Yeah, 100%. And so what are you up to these days and where can people find you, Gina? Um, I'm working out of FT3 Tactical in Stanton, California. And um, on Instagram, you can find me, like I said, at underscore bell underscore stars. Um, I would assume you are going to list yeah, information list for me. Stuff. You got all that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm at FT3 Tactical in Stanton um, most weekdays and try to do one day a week outdoors at Rahagi's. Sweet. Side too. What's that web address going to be? Do you have that picked up yet? Uh, I do. It is bellstar357. And Bell star. Plural. How do you spell? E E L L E star three five seven, like the caliber. Star S T A R. Yes. Yeah, I just gotta spell it out because I. I'll, <laughs> I'll put a J. Not plural. <laughs> I'll put a oh, I'll put a Z on that star right now. Be dead serious, you know. Spelling's not my thing. <laughs> oh, mine neither. But you know what's great? <laughs> Siri. Well, yes. no, she kind of makes me look dumb. That's Sometimes okay. she can mess up some things, but anyway. She can mess up some things. Yeah. But yeah, Bellstar 
3-5-7. Okay. Well, fantastic. Thanks so much once again. And I can't wait to drop Thanks this thing and, and continue, you. you know, maybe shoot some time and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Sounds great. Stay safe and healthy. Absolutely. Will do. All right. Thank you. Talk all soon. All right. Boom. Yo, what up? I hope you guys really enjoyed that episode. Hey, listen, in order to get more out of the brand, I want to encourage you to go join us on our social media platforms and join us at protectornation.com. We post different types of content on our different platforms at different times. Uh, You'll get blog posts, you'll get videos, you'll get real world combat engagements and things like that. So stay plugged in in order to get the most out of the brand. In order to support us, Also, go to protectornation.com and buy something or join forces with me on Patreon. You'll scroll down the homepage and you'll see the link. Uh, Anything you can give counts, you know, think about whatever you would lose in your cushions or like spend on McDonald's this month, five bucks a month, whatever it is. Uh, That helps. That helps us make the world a better place by making good people dangerous. Anyways, this is Byron Rogers, protector by nature and by trade. And I'll see you on the next piece of content, whether it's a video or podcast out.